Hello, and welcome to e-commerce in the age of COVID-19, bringing you discussions with e-commerce thought leaders about the challenges and solutions they've encountered. I'm your host, Sam Kellett. Our episode today features a conversation with Simon Young, founder and managing director for digital marketing agency, Institution. Institution offers consultancy services to businesses, including accounting, marketing, SEO, social media, and much more. Simon leads the agency with over 25 years of experience working with online businesses. This is my conversation with Simon Young. I'll be back at the end of the episode to wrap up. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, Simon. How is uh, how is your Thursday going so far? Um, probably bored, like uh, a lot of people in lockdown. Um, yep. I'm trying to hold my team together. So, you know, I've been having chats with some of the workers that we've got some people that are furloughed off who are not doing any work. So oh, yeah. we've got a couple of issues there where we're trying to keep people motivated. Um, you know, people have got mental health issues, um, feeling isolated, those sort of things. But uh, I've got pretty busy day. I've got a few Zooms. I've got this. I've got some clients to talk to. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. I First off, I was wondering if you could just introduce yourself, uh, your position, and an idea of what your job's day-to-day looks like. Okay, so uh, my business is Institution Marketing. Um, our website, institution.co.uk. Uh, it's an evolution from another business. So we previously had a business called Limitless Digital. Um, very long story short, uh, I was a, an accountant 25 years ago, and then the web started. And somebody said, uh, what's these website things? You know, we need we need one of these websites. And yeah. uh, so so I said, yeah, I'll put my hand up. I'll have a go at designing a website. And Might catch on. I, yeah, yeah. Never, look, never looked back. <laughs> um, gave up the accountancy. But I, I do tell people that I'm an accountant on the back of the fact that nowadays we, uh, we like to talk to people about measurable results. So mm-hmm. a typical day for me is um, I don't have a massive team. There's 15 of us. Um, I've built an agency and then merged with another agency. We were typically digitally focused, so social, SEO, um, sure. video, um, websites, all that sort of thing, and e-com. So you know, I've got I I did own quite a big e-commerce business myself in a in a previous life, and then our struggle was content and um you know the creation of content so i merged with another agency a year ago which is how come we came to create the new brand institution um day to day for me is client liaison um i lead on selling the products that we we push to people um trying to innovate new products working on our website our social a bit on my personal brand i could probably do quite a bit more on that you know but <laughs> podcasts like this really help with that sort of thing um absolutely yeah yeah um yeah you know that's a, that's a bit of a summary ask me a bit sure. more that's oh, great but i i guess I, i'm really wondering what have been the biggest changes in your day-to-day since this pandemic started i mean i, I imagine a lot more zoom calls well we yeah from 
from the UK's perspective, we got told to go into lockdown probably six weeks ago now. And mm -hmm. e even prior to that, we had uh, a few clients saying to us, look, we're going to have to pause activity. Um, you know, you talk to them and say, you know, you're going to have to market through this. But when you've got a client who's literally gone from, uh, well, one of them doing 4,000 haircuts a week to doing zero, it's yeah. quite a hard sell to get him to continue marketing the business when there's, there's you know, he literally can't have people come in. So a lot of clients have moved to minimal activity in the right okay. areas and we've swapped things across to certain platforms. Um, but in terms of working, yeah, wow, everything is Zoom now, isn't it? Or <laughs> Zoom or uh, Cisco WebEx or, you know. Hangouts. Yeah, hangouts. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Hangouts, I'm finding a struggle because the video, it doesn't really work as well. Yeah, it kind of moved in and out for me. I think we're all, yeah, everybody's working through these little uh, growing pains with the video conferencing that has become the norm so quickly. Yeah, I enjoy it though. You know, it gets things yeah. done a lot quicker for me. You know, I wish I could always do Zoom meetings for, mm -hmm. but, but that said, right, I think the biggest change is going to be for me, I really enjoy selling face-to-face -face with people and getting to know people. And yeah, yeah. the, you know, actually sitting with people, looking them in the white of the eyes makes a big difference. You know, it might be might be quite a hard job selling online. I've not really tr got into that part of it yet. Yeah, there's something about that face-to-face -face connection that really yeah. helps with that kind of process. Well, there's not there's not many people buying at the moment. You know, I have yeah. to be fair. I took a couple of clients on this week, which we're really mm -hmm. lucky to do. But um, those are people that I had in my pipeline already and have come back and said, right now's the time because we've. Well, I think some of them have obviously managed to get hold of um, grant money and government money, and they're they're taking the opportunity to reinvent their websites and that sort of thing. So, Great. It, it's not like I'm. I'm having a massive outreach campaign and uh, trying to bring people into the business at the moment. And I, I guess that's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah, I think this is a time of, yes, trying to sustain preparing for the future. I, I'm on that, on that line, I, I know you mentioned that some of your clients are doing uh, a reduction of ad spend. Uh, have you seen other changes like that, like a, a change in the, the way they're doing messaging or uh, the kind of campaigns they're running if they do run anything? Yeah, I've had quite a few swapping uh, over to using YouTube as a um, a medium purely because there's so many people at home watching YouTube all day. You know, we've got a whole new volume of audience. Um, but that said, I think if I look at the graphs on my MCC account on Google AdWords, when the pandemic really kicked in, you know, if you said like three or four weeks ago, you could see a massive dip in ad spend across, you know, like almost like a panic turn yeah. everything off moment. Um, and I can see that because we've got quite a lot of clients on our MCC, I can see it picking back up. You know, it is, there's a steady, there's a steady incline. Well, it's good. I'm, Cause the thing is if you can afford to run some ads right now, a lot of the discussions I've been having are around, like you said, with people moving to YouTube, there's this huge audience of people that aren't usually on these networks that are there right now, who, if you have the capacity to speak to is good for the future to speak to them now. And the, yeah, and the opportunity to get your message across with video is so much, so much quicker. Um, you know, we do a lot of work with uh, YouTube on in-stream ads. So mm -hmm. where people, you know, literally you don't pay for the ad if someone skips it. 
So it's it's free exposure. Uh, you know, oh, first wow, yeah. 29 seconds is free. Um, and if you if you get your video structured correctly, um, you're almost encouraging people to to skip if they're not not the perfect client. You know, so yeah. I've, I've got I've got clients that are getting hundreds of thousands of views and it's costing them next to nothing. You know, so but those that do click through are already really engaged. It's all about hitting the right audience. Yeah, and that's that's oh, yeah. the that's the the skill you know that's i had one of my clients say to me come on show me teach me i want to see how it's done and i went well it's a bit of a gut feeling sometimes you know there's i can look at a campaign with 20 odd years worth of google ads experience and just almost yeah. feel what i need to turn on and off um you know it's, it, it, i can't reteach someone that in a couple of hours <laughs> no no just have them follow you around for a decade or so that's it. Yeah. You, know where to, I, I, you get the people that say, I know where to tap the hammer. That's the phrase, isn't it? Oh, the no, you got to know where to tap the hammer. It's good. Yeah. It's like the ones where you spent, yes, I got this done in 15 minutes, but I spent 20 years learning how to do it in 15 minutes. Yeah. But I want you to do it for 10 quid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now you mentioned that spend is starting to increase again. Uh, based on the trends you've been seeing among your clients, where do you think the retail landscape will be in the next, say, year from now? I know that's a tough question, but just your your best thoughts. Well, Barclays Bank here in the UK, I was listening to something on the news this morning where they said that they can't see themselves uh, going back into their offices in central London. And that's an office that houses thousands of people. Um, yeah. I know there's not strictly, you know, that part of their operation is not strictly retail, but retail yeah wow it the, the high street is already on its knees um landlords like one of, another one of my clients he's struggling because his landlord is pressuring him to pay his rents and he's, <laughs> he's a retailer uh not you know but there, you can't see you can look at those guys and say you're being a bit harsh asking for the rent but they got people to pay they got mouths to feed so we're all in the same boat but i've got I've got lots of conversations going on about moving from uh, bricks to clicks, you know, uh, clients that are traditionally retailers saying, right, I need to get my website sorted. I need my online marketing sorting. I want YouTube. I want LinkedIn. I want Twitter. I want everything on social. I want to know about how I promote that. I want to know ad campaigns. Like everybody is asking how I move from having a retail presence to online. And the thing is now, um, you're getting so many more people that haven't really bought online before. You know, I know there's most of us of a certain generation buy loads of stuff online. Um, mm. You're now getting people that didn't traditionally buy online having to buy online or getting exposed to it. So it could be a paradigm shift, you know. Absolutely. I, well, I mean, it's, it's not even just the people that haven't bought online at all before, but people that would buy some things online and buy other things in brick and mortar stores are now forced to buy everything online, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is creating these new consumer habits. And uh, yeah, I know uh, one of the British studies I was looking at was thinking that e-commerce share of retail might more than double from uh, 19% to 40% just based off of this, this crisis. So you, you may be right. We may be seeing the beginning of the paradigm shift. But there's equally reports out there that are saying you know, 25, 30% of UK businesses could go to the wall. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those situations. Yeah, we just really, we don't really have a precedent 
to uh, to look back to to see how exactly this will shake out. So we just have to do the best we can with the few precedents we do have that are similar. Yeah, and and one of those pre- principles has been marketing through a crisis. You know, those that continue to promote their products yeah. through the crisis, if you know, to a level, not going mad. Um, I think one of the best examples is uh, Cadbury's chocolate back in the war. You know, continuing yeah. to market through the war when rationing was on. You know, they they came out and they were the number one brand. Um, so, and look where they are now. But this is, you know, the the opportunity is there for people to keep stay front of mind. You know, I saw an yeah. article this morning on LinkedIn about agencies. You know, we're a marketing agency and and we don't do a great deal of advertising for ourselves. We do a lot of activity on LinkedIn, but. And we do a bit on YouTube. We do practice mm-hmm. what we preach, you know. We we try and do that as well. But um, there's loads of agencies. You, you've seen them over the last two years, three years, struggling to produce enough in-house content, and loads oh, yeah. of have just gone silent. You know, they've gone completely silent. Um, you know how the agency world will reinvent itself over the next six, twelve months is something that massively interests me, obviously, because. You know, I want to be around. I want to have my my uh, people who work for me want to still have jobs. Um, I see. Uh, well, this is an interesting point. I've spoken to all of our clients. You know, all mm-hmm. of our, all of the business leaders that I deal with, and these are people that own the businesses. Uh, every single one of them has said to me, "We're all taking this opportunity to streamline our teams and take out the dead wood," which is quite scary. It's it's a frightening prospect, but it seems like it's it's the kind of thing that a lot of businesses are going to need to do to survive this initial this initial push. Yeah, and um, you know I've got one one of my clients. They've said to me, well, you know, and I obviously can't name the client, but the client has said to me, our our marketing team will not be returning. Um, oh, wow. we, we're going to scale up the operations with you, Simon, and um, you know, but I can't. I can't sit here and feel bad about that because at the end of the day, if those guys had done a brilliant job and were sat there day to day doing a brilliant job, they'd still have their jobs. You know, this is mm. this will be the, the the world we live in then. It's the new uh, the new big test of it. I think, uh, but like you were touching on before, for the people that can, you know, steady their supply chains, remain profitable through this first tough period, I really think a lot of them will have the opportunity to set the new tone of shopping in the future. They'll be some of the leaders shaping how we shop. Yeah. Um, you know, you tell me how it's going to wash out. Cause if you can tell me that we'll, we'll both be millionaires. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I, I, I'm going to, yeah, my opinions on it. Who knows? Who knows what this will look like in a year or two? Well, some of the, uh, best, some of the best thinking ever was done, uh, throughout previous pandemics, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Isaac Newton um, came up with some of his greatest theories, I believe, while he was locked down before, you know. So this is what everyone sat there thinking about. What's What can I do? What are the opportunities? You know, I've got a couple of things that I've got planned. Unfortunately, I'm not going to uh, reveal those on a podcast. But... Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe, this will be, maybe this will be the inspiration for a lot of people to innovate toward the next. I am hoping this is a wake-up call for the world to start doing things more sustainably well one of the things Uh, one of the things i've really loved about it and however bored you get one of the things i've really enjoyed is talking to people that um i would never have talked to before you know even if it's in a a queue for a shop 
and you turn around and talk to the person next to you, you would never have the opportunity to talk to that person. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. To be fair, as an American, I often would just randomly talk to a person next to me, but I can see that with a lot of nations. It's, it's bringing people a little closer together while we're being separated further apart. Yeah, and we'd also hope... I really do hope the other thing that comes out of it, and it's something we we're starting to see the tip of now, is um, an altruistic approach to life. You know, trying to help other people out wherever possible and get rid of all the negative, you know, negative Normans. I call them. You know, people who, <laughs> if you haven't got something good to say, don't say it. You know, get be positive, help other people. That's a great way to look at life. Absolutely, don't come with a with a problem come with the solution to it yeah or ask for help or ask for help yeah well the last thing i want to ask is just as somebody who is advising online retailers i do you have any general advice to say i'm in a terrible position my supply chain's broken i uh i'm almost out of stock what would you say should be the next best move to do wow that is a I know, I know. I'm hitting you with the hard hitters at the end. <laughs> Incredibly difficult question. You know, <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I've been uh, laying awake at night thinking about our own business, and one of our staff came to me yesterday saying, you know, I could, I could do with a bit more communication, and um, I'm feeling a bit left out, and and I did, you know, I said selfishly, you know, I'm sat here worrying about everybody. Um, yeah. That that person. Um, they one they're going to have to ask for help you know the biggest thing is reach out to other people in your supply chain and just ask you know i'm sure there are people out there that are i'm helping some of our clients for free you know i'm willing to do that and i think if you the people that help out during a crisis will be the ones that that comes back on later you know i believe a little bit in um, what goes around comes around, and if if you do ask, um, yeah, you might get a no, but you won't get a yes unless you ask. So, phone. Yeah. I phoned the bank and asked for help. I phoned our council. Um, I phoned some of our suppliers. I asked our landlord for a uh, a rent break, and yes, he gave it to us. But you aren't going to get that unless you ask for help. So, you know, they're going to have to innovate. Point. They're going to have to uh, look at new products, um, and yeah, I think the biggest the biggest uh, bit of advice you can have is to ask for help. I think that's a great a great point. Yeah, keep moving and uh, make sure that you're not too proud to ask for the help you need if you're in that situation. Absolutely, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Simon. It's been fascinating hearing your perspective on this. I. And I, uh, I wish you the best of luck in the future. Yeah, great. I've enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, if you ever need me on again in the future for another topic, I'll gladly come on. I appreciate it. All <laughs> right. Have a good one, Simon. Good to talk to you. Cheers. Cheers. That was my conversation with Simon Young, founder and managing director for Institution. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast for more interviews with e-commerce thought leaders about how they're dealing with the current crisis. Thank you.